Hello, and welcome to the Magic for Realists podcast. This is the 17th dose, and it's called The Edge of the World. I'm Lindsay Celeste, and I'm making this podcast because I want to celebrate and spread and highlight the magic that I've found in everyday life. And I want to share the poetry of existence, the metaphors and symbols and nuance that we might otherwise overlook in hopes that some of what I've noticed will be of inspiration and interest and maybe challenge and assistance to you. So thank you for listening. And I'm making this particular episode because I want to share with you some ideas about the edge of the world, both the the way that we used to understand maps and the way we might currently understand our own personal stories. I want to share some of my experience and musings and see where they take us. First, I need a sip of water. So this week I turned 33 years old and birthdays for me are kind of, well, one, I have not bought onto the adult idea that people like stop celebrating their birthdays. I think birthdays are great. And there's a, there's a part of my personality that really likes attention and, you know, like the little girl that loved performing tap dance on stage and loved getting clapped for. So the fact that on my birthday, people like, you know, sing me a song and appreciate me, obviously, um, it still warms my heart. I still like it. And, um, I think my ego has gotten slightly more well adjusted to how to balance with everything else in my life. Um. But I still like a little bit of attention. (laughs) Anyways, I turned 33 and I took the occasion also introspectively to just look back on my year and my life. And I noticed that I've probably lived a third of my life now. Because I I would love to live to be 99 at least, but I don't really uh, count on anything past that. So that's quite amazing. Um, and you're probably a different age than me listening. So, um, yeah, you, you might have your own sense of how much of your life you've already lived. Uh, it, it feels good to think about that. Good, like, bring some perspective. I feel like I've already experienced so much. And I also feel like, wow, there's a lot more I'd like to do. Uh, but the reflection I'd like to focus on is this feeling of kind of like a life script that I'm not sure where we get these from. Probably a combination of our parents and our society and ourselves, maybe even childhood stories or movies. This sort of sense like there's something we're supposed to do with our life. And and hopefully we uncover a more internal, deeply personal sense of what we're up to in this lifetime. But often we feel like there's some kind of a script handed to us. And, uh, just a second, I need to grab a Kleenex. Uh, that, okay, so uh, some sort of script handed to us. And in my case, I've already feel like I've deviated from a bunch of scripts that were handed me. I didn't become the wife of a missionary, which... I think was a script I was handed and and wanted to follow for a long time. I didn't 
graduate from a university, which was probably another script handed to me. I have never worked a full-time job, which is a very common script. So I already feel like I've deviated from a lot of them. And uh, But another one that's been in the background for a long time is that when my mom was 32 is the age she was when I was born. So my whole life I've known this number, 32. And I've had in my head, or my, it's not even my head, it's like the, the, in sort of the set of my psychology, almost like the, the wallpaper behind my brain and behind my awareness is that 32 is the age by which I have a child. Like that's, that's the age at which I either have a baby, like if I, if I have a baby before then I'm ahead of schedule and, but I definitely have a baby at 32. And, and so this date get, got like closer, the older I got. And, you know, like there was sometimes when it really seemed like I was probably kind of on script, you know, like I, I had a potential part, or I had like a person I could have a baby with and I was, you know, X number of years away from 32 and like maybe we're kind of on track of the script. And and then I got closer and closer to 32 and farther off of the the potential script. And all last year I was 32 and I didn't have a baby. And now I'm 33. And I feel like liberated. I feel it's quite a deep it's a calm but deep feeling of like that didn't happen like as if I as if I had the if you imagine train tracks and there's this little lever that can that a a person on the ground can switch and it opens up one track or the other because the train's just going and it it can depending on whether the lever directs the section of metal one direction or the other it takes one track or the other and uh it feels like that little lever like clicked over and I don't maybe it clicked over like five years ago in some decision I made it's not like I clicked it over on my birthday per se but now it's almost like official that whatever the track is by which I I was a mom at 32 didn't happen it did not happen and I think I expected to feel like a failure of some sort and I don't I feel like I feel liberated I feel like wow I wonder what happens now like I've come to the end of my script the script that I wasn't really following anyways but like I flipped through the pages that I wasn't following and now I'm at the end of the pages and the next one in front of me is is blank I don't know what I'm supposed to do now I already wasn't doing what I was supposed to and this supposed to is you know kind of cloudy and imposed from somewhere. <laughs> to be clear, my mom never directly told me I should have a kid by 32. Not in the slightest. I'm sure she would be delighted if I had a kid, but um, that's been never like imposed on me. It was only this patterning. It's like, it feels like I broke the pattern. Um, yeah, that I am 33 and I am not a mother. Uh, I'm probably the oldest woman. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm probably the oldest woman in a long, long time in my family to be 33 and not be a mom. 
because everybody in my lineage was a mother. <laughs> Hence, I arrived. And wow, that's so neat to think about. Maybe that's why it feels so significant, that um, all my ancestors were mothers by this age. And and I'm not. I might still become a, a physical mother, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, I might be the oldest woman in my family to not be a mom. <laughs> and that feels liberating. It also feels like it's an indication of our culture and of all the opportunities and other ways to be other than a mom. So uh, I share this with you partly because you might be feeling similarly if you're a woman in anywhere around my age. Um, but But more broadly, you may have a script of some sort at play in your life that you you aren't quite following and it might be really subtle it might be attached to an age or to an idea and and I wonder how it's influencing you and I wonder if there's a point at which you will feel liberated from it is it is there an age at which it'll be official that you're off of it or is there an action that would um, seal the deal that that's not who you are, what you're up to, and and what might result from feeling officially the end of a script? Um, I think it. I mean, I'm only at the beginning of this feeling, but I I suspect it's quite powerful. Yeah, this and the other metaphor is so we've got script we've also got map that we can have these maps of the territory of kind of where where it's okay to roam in our beliefs or in our actions and our map probably has edges to it um it's probably a flat map most most maps that we encounter are occasionally we make globes but um, we mostly, probably for some utility sake, use flat maps. And so I wonder, you know, in, your, in the geography of where you normally roam right now, where the edges are, and in your psychology, where, where are the edges of, like, the books that you read, or the movies that you watch, or the friends that you have? And, and I wonder what seems like the edge of the world. And I want to point out that at one point, really intelligent, really well-developed civilizations had an edge of their world, and the world wasn't round in their maps. There were no globes. And it was a huge development in understanding of the world when when the when it's not like the world became round it always was but our understanding caught up to the world being round and i point this out because we can get really sure that the world that we currently perceive is the way that it is this is similar to the beliefs thing i've been talking about in the last few episodes um to point out that we we are it's almost it's almost more likely that we are living in some dimension of a flat earth than that we already have it all figured out. <laughs> like 
so the question isn't so much where is our flat earth or sorry isn't do we have a flat earth but which part of our understanding is still flat which part still has edges to it and this beautiful image of a globe instead of a flat map the edges like loop back around to the other side and as we work with tension and paradox and kind of go deeper into it I've found that it can loop back around to the other side that something taken far enough can become the other one this could be in emotions or um, beliefs or experiences that sometimes the if you take something further it becomes the opposite if you go far enough east you get west if you go far enough north you get south and so likely very very likely somewhere in our current perception both personally and societally we are dealing with a flat earth we have edges to our world we have something that we currently can't imagine past and the it's almost like you can't find out what this is because the whole notion is that what is beyond it is beyond your awareness beyond your current understanding so i point this out just in the in the hopes i guess in the off chance that you can zoom back a little bit and notice that there's places that you never go that there's things you never think about or consider there's places that you never go in your own mind or people that you think I could never ever relate to and in our society there's ways right now that we see the world that I believe we will look back on in maybe not too long from now maybe in the next 66 years of my life I'll have the privilege of looking back going wow remember when we thought remember when I thought or remember when it was commonly understood that and I have some hunches on now what the what our percep where our perceptions are expanding and the areas of our psyche and society where we might be challenging the edge of the world and um and where we will look back and be baffled that we ever thought it was flat um one example is the connection between our mind and our body in medicine and health. And this has been growing, for, you know, some cultures have known it for ages and it's been growing in Western awareness. And yet it still feels like it's edgy. Like it's, you know, when, if you go to a conventional hospital, it's, it's a rare doctor who really talks to you about how you're feeling and what's going on in your life besides like maybe maybe what you're eating and if you've like had a major life event not like are you are you angry I remember being the I haven't I've only been in hospital once as an adult and it's about maybe six years ago and I had a immense ab abdominal pain and I went to several doctors and several emergency clinics and nowhere okay it's abdominal pain like it's already around where my stomach is right and nobody asked me about my diet and I 
I mean, I am not a doctor and I, but I remember thinking I'm having trouble trusting these doctors because I know that this is really close to my stomach and like, wouldn't you want to ask what I've been eating? (laughs) Like, and I like the, 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 how quickly the search got narrowed to a particular idea of what was wrong with me and didn't even include what I'd been eating baffled me, let alone the, the stress in my life and overall how I was feeling and what I was anxious about, which I believe had immense effect on my body at that point. Um, so I just give this example as like the, I, I really hope that in not too long, we find that any medical treatment that doesn't ad- address the holistic person and how their spirit and body and mind and relationships are doing will seem very, very narrow. It's already becoming that way to quite a few people. And I really hope that that is a irreversible direction that, that keeps becoming more integrated as far as mind, body, spirit understanding of that being part of the wholeness of who somebody is and their experience and that we we won't be able to go back to thinking that you're just a sack of meat that we should just run only one type of test on um so I give that as an example of something where I feel like as a society we are encountering the own edge of our world and there are some explorers going where we thought there was nothing before um that we thought they were crazy and we're going to get eaten by monsters. And now, you know, research is sometimes catching up and being like, oh, wow, there's actually something here. (laughs) Um, And there's, there's probably so many areas of collective perception that we think are the edge of the world and they're not. The world is actually round. Actually, if you sail for far enough into spirituality, for example, you end up back at empirical science if you go further far enough into your emotions you end up back at your body if you go far enough into your body you end up back at emotions that I suspect more worlds are round than we have yet given credit or that we have yet made full globes for and I'm really excited to see that I feel excited to be alive and be the age that I am to get to watch some of those maps of society extend and, and round out and come back around to the other side. Yeah. That, uh, what once was flat is becoming more nuanced and round. Yeah. This is a bit of a shorter episode today because I think that's plenty to think about. And because the birds are chirping so much right now and the sun is coming in my window and I feel very drawn to going out for a walk this morning. So I also want to thank you uh, for joining me in this journey of the podcast. And yeah, if you've just joined on this episode or have listened to a bunch, thanks for listening. And as always, I love to hear from you. I love to hear um, what your reflections are from these reflections. And even just to know who's listening, this kind of invisible audience has its perks, but also I do miss knowing uh, who's listening. So if you'd like to say hi, either in a voice note at the end of this, these show notes, you can say a quick hello or send me a note on Instagram at magic for realists. I'd be delighted to hear from you. If you want more information about me or how to support the podcast, 
you can go to magicforrealists.ca and you can also send me an email that way. So until next week, I, I hope that you notice the edges of some of your worlds and are open to ways in which they may become in globes and uh, you go on a little exploration past, past your current edge. And I don't think you'll fall off. I don't think that you'll fall off. Make sure you have a, you know, provisions for the journey and uh, don't go, uh, you know, don't go out in storms. But otherwise, um, I believe way more of our worlds are round than we probably currently expect. And so I'm wishing you the magic of the real world as you explore. Bye for now.